Welcome to Six Pack Discussions, where Cody and Jared take on the biggest, most talked about headlines with logic, passion, and a six pack of beer. If you're listening, we challenge you to take an unbiased view of the world, because we know these conversations are complicated. So sit down, crack a beer, and welcome a new perspective. Okay, guys, coming in with a new episode uh, from Cody and Jared here with Six Pack Discussions. What are we talking about today, Jared? Yeah, today we're going to be discussing the recent developments. Now, granted, guys, uh, you know, this is going to be about two weeks old from the time we actually post it, but uh, we're going to go over the high-level overview of the Elon Musk, you know, takeover of Twitter. Um, just kind of go the pros, the cons, you know, kind of the whys maybe. Um, but again, you know, allow us... a weird word, right, to use. Yeah. it's coming out in a couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Allow us a little bit of flexibility. I am curious to see how our comments, how our opinions age. Yeah. That would be funny because it is a very fluid situation. Yeah, but we're going to help, you know, help you understand because honestly, I didn't know that much about how this kind of works. I think most people, you know, this is like Wall Street type of stuff. A lot of terms have been socialized yeah. lately to, I mean, I like to think of myself as a, a reasonably literate person, reasonably um, yeah. savvy person when it comes to financials and Wall Street investing, et cetera. But uh, <laughs> there were a couple of things that went way over my Well, head. this doesn't happen that often where <clears throat> a company, a big company, like Twitter, I'm sure there's some smaller ones that this happens to more often, but some big ones, like the big names out there, like Facebook, Twitter, Google, Apple, yeah. Google, yeah, those guys, you don't ever hear about somebody saying, hey, I'm going to buy you. <laughs> you hear about them saying, I'm going to buy you, yeah. right? You hear about Facebook buying Instagram. So uh, time out. Let, oh. Let's introduce the beer real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the, Me uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> we're going to be talking about, we're going to be drinking the Mexican lager. Uh, kind of funny how it's spelled L-O-G-G-E-R uh, yeah. with a nice little I get it. chainsaw. It's cool. So yeah, we're going to introduce it a little bit more, rate it. And uh, go over and do our second beer. Cool, buddy. Good enough. But uh, like I was saying, you don't ever hear about like the big companies getting a, a bid to pick them over. A lot of times, it's uh, the big guys saying, "Hey, we're going to buy the smaller guy." Yeah. And the smaller guy normally is so small that they're like, "Thank you for buying us." Yeah, they just got a nice little exit, like a big amount of money, right? Like an Instagram type of exit. Yeah, billion dollars. Billion right? dollars, yeah. right? And they were let's say thirty guys deep or thirty women deep, and mm -hmm. they just you know, kind of cashed out. Big time. But when you're that big, like a Twitter in this like case. 41, 43 billion. Yeah. And you're been public for 10 years now almost probably. Ish. Yeah. You kind of are probably for the long run going to be public forever. Like I think most, uh, most cases you're probably going to be public for uh, the duration of your yeah. in business. Until you do a, another acquisition or get absorbed by someone else. You, you don't just get bought. Yeah. By, by an individual. Yeah. It's right. kind of all of a sudden very odd. So this is why it's making headlines. Maybe from that, that might be the uh, uh, financial reasons making headlines. Maybe you want to express why it's making headlines because Elon's involved. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately with a lot of things right now, whenever someone that people, and I actually didn't know that Elon was like hated. I don't know if he just became hated. I don't know if he's been hated, but I've always thought the guy was kind of funny. I mean, he's a troll. He's a billion dollar troll. He has a guy this is a guy with FU money that constantly says FU, but not like in a malicious way. I mean, yeah. he sends Jeff Bezos a second prize trophy. Like, that's funny. <laughs> For being <laughs> a little bit less rich than him. Like, come on, man. That's not just funny. Like, he's an innovative mind. He works his ass off. He is not some, you know, inherited punk, right? This is a self-made man. Where do you think Bezos put that trophy? You think it's on like a shelf somewhere? Oh, yeah. It's just like a little funny. It has like, to be. Like, why not? At that I'm point, envisioning if, if Jeff ever does like a... Uh, if Jeff ever does a 
like a zoom call through. like a zoom call oh, yeah. i guarantee that trophy's got to be in the background of his video yeah, elon sent it to me i'm trying to i'm trying to get i'm trying to steal i'm trying to have to switch that now we're going to switch it back and forth yeah but, but um so right now he's kind of hated to your point and so oh yeah i mean he's getting called a racist a bigot all this <clears> stuff and all it all started i believe at the beginning of april uh, don't quote me on the date i want to say it was maybe april 8th 9th whatever it was but he posted a poll and the poll said something to the effect, I'm going to paraphrase here, do you think Twitter allows free speech or is a platform that embodies free speech or something to that effect, right? Yeah. And I think it was like, it was 2 million plus votes and 70, 75% of the respondents said no. Yeah, it's all the exact same thing. They had 70% said Seven, no. Okay. Yeah, 70% said no, they do not, they don't adhere to free speech principles. So Elon, being Elon, said, wow, like, this is wrong. Like, he, he's literally standing up for free, free speech. And I, I, think his, I think his quote, it was uh, something to the effect of... Twitter is the Freedom of speech of is when someone you don't like says something you don't agree with. And it is allowed to stay there. He goes, you know, this whole constant banning of individuals like Trump and, you know, other high-profile people. But then you have the Taliban, you know, I know. on it. Uh, come on, man. Some, something's not adding up. Yeah, and his weird, his what I actually kind of got out of it too is he he I guess he's kind of called Twitter the de facto town town square nowadays. Yeah, because the world's so much bigger than it used to be, right? There's so many more people. We're now using our phones more often Dude, than over 200 million daily users of Twitter. Exactly. Right? I don't even have a Twitter. Do you? I, no, I don't have a Twitter either. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys, we don't have a Twitter. So we're talking about Twitter right now. We don't have one. Neither <laughs> one of us, neither does this podcast. And I don't think we're going to start one up. No, no. Hey, maybe if Elon, maybe, if, depending on where we're sitting on this. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, But what he says is, hey, you know what? Uh, back in the day, whenever a town or a village or a city, you know, wanted to talk out how we're going to, re- you know, use taxes or if we're going to make a change or we're going to build a new road, everyone would come to town square and they would hash it out. Mm-hmm. Right, the governor, or the mayor would say, "Hey, guys, this is what we're planning on doing," and then every person would kind of give a little bit of a, a reason why they either like it or they don't like it. And he's like, "That's the town square. We've gotten a lot bigger than that." The nice thing is, is that technology has enabled us to have a town square that's a lot bigger called Twitter. Twitter essentially allows for ideas to be talked about, and unfortunately, <clears throat> there are smart people, there are dumb people, there are creative people, there are all different types of people. Yep. And they're going to offer their opinions. Yep. He says, am I the person to tell you if your opinion is right or wrong? He's like, that is where he's getting a lot of flack. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't know if Twitter should be saying right or wrong. And I think that's why he's becoming, he's getting attacked, you're saying. Yeah. um, (laughs) You know what's so bad is is his whole like foundational principles, why he wants to, to take over Twitter is he simply just wants to make the algorithm the algorithm publicly accessible. He oh, wants yeah. people to understand why stuff is continuously popping up on the on the top of your newsfeed. Right? Mm-hmm. That's one of his foundational principles and also he wants to moderate um, the content limit uh, the con- limitate uh, limit <laughs> limit content moderation. Yeah, so limit whenever somebody says post this, post something that is maybe controversial. That it doesn't get taken down. Unless, basically what it is, unless it's a clear black and white... Call to action of violence? Yeah. B- clear black and white. If you have to think about it, leave it. 
That's that's essentially his kind of his uh, his little saying right now. Yeah, and I think he said if it's a call of violence, no, that should never be allowed, and that's against the law right now. Yeah, that that is not allowed in town square. Like that is uh, a threat essentially yeah. to somebody's life. So call to action or anything that's going to harm somebody directly, a specific person directly. Uh, nope, you don't get uh, moderated. <clears throat> what does it say? Oh, and also he said it would comply to laws in countries where it operates. So I guess some countries don't have the exact same freedom of speech laws. Yeah, I mean, um, cultural, cultural relativism, right? Yeah. That, I mean, we have to be respectful of, you know, other countries' laws, but we're, we're talking about the U.S. right now. I mean, yeah. this is really the controversy. And right? I think the U.S., we have pretty much absolute free speech except for calls to violence. I think, I think it's pretty much... You can say whatever you want about whoever you want to as long as you're not trying to hurt them. Yeah, I mean, defamation, right? Defamation of character, you, you can't say that, right? That means like you're essentially lying about somebody? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, there, I don't know, actually. There's, there's a few things, you know, restriction of free, free speech. It's uh, like fraud, right? Well, that's doing something to harm somebody. You're harming them from a financial standpoint. I guess defamation would be as well. So you are harming them. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in a physical way, but you are harming them in a monetary way. Yeah. So if I were to say, oh, Jared is um, not able to... See, this is weird. Jared, no, you can't bench 300 pounds. Oh, that's defamation. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That gets I real slippery real quick. That's because, why I don't know about Because also, also, I mean, think about it. I, I know this is one of the the left and right boundaries, right, outside of the freedom of speech. Like, let's say I'm in a movie theater, and all of a sudden I get up in the middle of it and I shout, fire, fire. Well, yeah, that's that would be a call to violence, though, because somebody could get injured, right? You Is see the, the slippery idea? slope, though? Yeah. I mean, That is always kind of the one that they I know. use. I know. And that's why it's kind of a challenge, of course. But I think Twitter's, unfortunately, they've, they've taken that challenge and they've extended it oh, very my gosh. far. Yeah. They've made it... Like most things right now, man. And I really hope with the intent of this podcast, just trying to get people to have a conversation. It doesn't need to be so damn polarizing, guys. Mm-mm. It really doesn't. But but right now, unfortunately, like with every other thing right now, it's been heavily politicized. Right? You have the right thinking, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. You have the left thinking that, I mean, heck, we got Twitter executives and Twitter lower level employees that are, are quitting yeah. because of him wanting to buy the company. Very similar to the same talk track whenever Donald Trump got elected. People are moving to Canada. Well, this just happened at Netflix earlier this year, right, where some people were wanting to uh, essentially uh, picket and quit because, I guess, uh, they were going to post uh, – oh, it was uh, Dave Chappelle's uh, show. Oh, yeah. Right, so Dave Chappelle – Cancel culture went after him hard. Exactly, and all of a sudden a bunch of Netflix employees said, oh, I'm quitting my job or I'm not going to work now because Dave Chappelle is anti-transgender. Yeah, but what was that? What was it called? Like Cuties or what was that horrible show? It was only on Netflix for a little while. I mean, no, it was it's still on there, I think. Cuties? Is it is the, is that the, the French, show that's like the like it's like French dancers and they're like But 12? they're like really young. Yeah. yeah is it Cuties? Yeah. Yeah, Cuties. I, I think it's still on there. Um, I, I don't know though. Yeah. But I mean, how horrible. I mean, think about a society to where Dave Chappelle, a comedian, yeah. they get paid to make fun of you. Yeah. Like like I, I'm sorry. Maybe I have a different sense of humor. Maybe I'm weird. I don't know. But whenever I think, to include myself, whenever I get made fun of, I think it can be funny. Well, it's funny because it back, I'm not trying to say that comedians are jesters or anything like that. Because, But I think maybe it roots into a jester culture of some sort, right? So back in the day, kings, the only person that was allowed to make fun of a king was the jester. Which is interesting. 
right? And of course, guys, I'm not trying to compare you know, no, I get it. kingship or anything it's like that. Decent analogy, though. But it's interesting because even the king understood that I have some attributes that possibly are funny. Yes. There are funny things, even about me, even though I might see myself as a god, maybe I should lose 20 pounds. This gesture just called out. Didn't realize that. And I'm actually 400 pounds or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But still, the, 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 that <clears throat> comedy is usually... It's supposed to be funny. They exaggerate the shit out of everything exactly. just for a laugh. But anyway, so you get the, the Dave Chappelle thing with Netflix. Yeah. Joe Rogan with Spotify employees. Oh my gosh, Spotify yeah. employees freaking out and saying that he should not be allowed. He should be deplatformed. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. All these tech companies are always going to say... No, no, no. But how interesting, and I want to go back to what Elon Musk is is pseudo um, defining freedom of speech, saying whenever someone that you don't like says something that you don't agree with. I love that. I think that's so simple. I know. I was like, no, no, just because I don't agree with taking all my money from taxes doesn't mean I should condemn or take down or not allow them to voice their stupid opinion. Yes. (laughs) Right? Well, this is weird because... um, right before this whole Twitter and uh, debacle right now with Elon Musk, as we get into more detail with it, another example, I'm sure you heard about this, um, of course, to the war in Ukraine and Russia right now going on, or the yeah. conflict. <clears throat> he helped Ukraine with gaining internet access because their internet was not working anymore So with his Starlink satellites. He said, hey guys, I'm going to help you guys out. I'm giving service so you guys are able to communicate. Everyone was super excited. Well, then, the very next day, within hours, uh, Twitter and all these warriors uh, across... Social justice warriors, yeah. yeah. Yep, all across the U.S. said, hey, you need to turn off the internet to Russians. No. And he's like, well, guys, not all the Russians are actually agreeing with the situation. Like, I'm not going to pick and choose you know, who gets access to speaking. And that's interesting because... That's exactly the people that he's trying to kind of, I guess, not limit, fight against. Y- yeah. He's not limiting. But, but it's not. He's it's trying not, to fight against. He's like, guys, you, no one should have the ability for people to talk. I don't know if fight against is the word. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe. Uproot, I, I I'm just not trying to make it confrontational because I don't yeah, think no. this move is confrontational. I don't think so either. It's purely just welcoming both a differing opinions. Right? And just making sure that. People are able to speak. Yeah, it, it, it shouldn't be viewed as fighting. I understand yeah. why you said that, and I, I, yeah. I don't hate the word choice, but I, I just cringe at the word I, choice because I don't view it as fighting. You see me kind of pause because I couldn't figure I get, out a better I get word. It, I get it. And I don't know if you can figure out a better word either. It's like, what would you say he's trying to do? When he's he says, trying to enable, or give the voice that has been silenced. Well, no, in, in, the, in the case with people getting mad at him that he didn't silence people, what was he telling those people? He's like, no, guys, I'm going to let them talk because I can't. I can't say who's right with their speech. So what was he doing to those people that were trying to make him silence other people? Because he had the power to do it. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do. I don't know what he was trying to do to them. He was trying to say, hey, guys, I'm not honestly like God. Like, I can't tell people what they can and cannot say. Right, right. I am not the determiner of who is right or wrong. I am just the person that allows people to speak in the on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, You want to give... Everyone an equal and fair representation almost. That's it. I am just... That's what it is. Bingo. It is equal representation. Yes. Now, granted, you know, some people have different followings, et cetera. You can't can't help that. Not his fault. And he's not trying to 
change that, but no. it doesn't matter if you have one or a hundred million followers, you should have an equal voice. Barring it's not a direct form of violence or et cetera, right? Within reason. Yeah. All right, if talking we, about followers. Oh, we are going to our second beer because yeah. uh, I got a couple couple points I want to bring into that second beer, but I don't want to. I, I just think they're going to be a little bit longer. So. Okay, buddy. Uh, let's do a quick introduction. You kind of already mentioned it. Mexican lager. Yeah, Mexican style. What lager. made you pick this, man? Dude, it's bright, bright green, like annoyingly green. I loved it. <laughs> You know, this, this can reminds me, and I'm sure it comes from like, um, I don't know. I bet it, it comes from, wait, Durango, Colorado? I was actually thinking it was from Mexico. It kind of reminds me of a Baja type of style because it has like a race checker flag. Well, you know what? I actually, I, I bought it because the way it was positioned there on the shelf, that funny little cartoon graphic saying, lip up fatty. That's funny. I didn't even see that it was Mexican lager. I saw a bright neon green can, and I saw lip up fatty, and I thought that was funny. What does that mean exactly? I don't know, but I thought it was funny. Okay. <laughs> and on the can, guys, if you're ever looking for this thing, you're looking for a green can. It's got some uh, checker flags on it. And funny enough, it's called Mexican lager. But as Jared mentioned, it's a lager as in like a uh, uh, lumberjack lager, like somebody that cuts down trees, and there's a huge chainsaw on there. And another word that I've never heard of, saz. Yeah, S A A Z. Is that supposed to say like saw? Ooh, saws in it. Uh, yeah. You see that saws? Uh, like saws. These guys just got kind of creative with their words. The yeah, I, li- I like the little top. It's like, you know, um, let's see. Where's it? Flip flop, recycle, fiesta, siesta, roll, recycle, drift, session, recycle, rise, eddy, ruck. I, I don't know what the hell that means. I think these guys are just kind of going for whatever <laughs> works. <laughs> this is the exact uh, product you get whenever you just throw some shit on the wall and see what sticks, right? Even the name of the brewing company, Ska Brewing. Ska Brewing from Durango, Ska. Colorado. These guys I guarantee this is like These Sam, Kyle, and Adam Brewing. Guarantee Sam, Kyle, and Adam going it. 100%. But the cool thing is that they created a beer that's on a Arizona yeah, good for them. in-store brewery or a shelf. Yeah, good so for shout them. out to you guys. We're drinking your beer. Maybe you're listening to our podcast right now. Um, so far, I'm pretty impressed. Uh, this is a 5.2 alcohol by volume. I could drink this all day long. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. This is this is a nice, easy drinking beer. Yeah, this is a nice break from last week. Yeah, it's not a nine zero, but still five two is a little higher. Five two's on the pluser side. Yeah. yeah. What do you think it's, uh, for your rating? We always got to do that one last sip, like we forgot. I huh? know. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have the first twelve ounces. Yeah, <laughs> we're so fi- we're so official. Um, you know, I think this is a solid beer. It's a good good drinking beer, but it is a little forgettable. There's nothing that would make me think like, oh, man, you remember Mexican lager? Yeah. So with that, I'm going to have to give an honest working 3-4. Okay. Yeah, it's a little Tecate. If you I can think see about that. A yeah. little Tecate uh, tasting. A, a, heartier to, uh, a heartier Tecate, yeah. Yeah, it's a little Tecate tasting, um, which, guys, it's a Mexican lager. Yeah. Like, you know, and you're not getting creative with a Mexican lager. Uh, you're you're kind of just refining it, yeah. if anything. Uh, I'm going 3-0. Jared's, I think, being a little... Uh, a little generous? Yeah, yeah. I think 3-0. Honestly, no, I'm going 2-8. 2-8. A little below average. Oh, wow. I think it's just a good beer. That's it. But again, I would drink this all day. It's just not like something that I'll be like, oh, I'm going to grab this off the shelf and, you know, let me let me show my best friend this beer kind of thing. Yeah, this isn't something like you pull up to your house like, oh, dude, I got this new beer. No. Yeah. This is like, hey, I, I like it. I'm just going to drink it all night. And once yeah. I run out, I'm not going to grab another pack. Yeah. 2-8 for me. All um, right. So you know you were going to say something cool right here. You want to know yeah. the thing that I kind of respect the most about this 
is look, a lot of billionaires, they clearly got to that status, that, that 1% of the 1% of the 1% status in mm-hmm. the world by constantly creating value, by constantly, you know, figuring out a way to make their money work harder for them. But what I thought was kind of interesting is, is this is, you know, of course on face value with the information we know today based on numerous quotes, excuse me, this isn't an economic play. He literally has repeatedly said, I don't give a shit if it goes to zero. Yeah. It's like he wants to take it private to not deal with the pressures, the quarterly pressures, the short term thinking that, yeah. excuse me, guys, it's I'm a sorry. value play. He, he, but I, I just, I appreciate the fact that he's paying a 20% present day premium at $53 a share. And I think it's currently trading at 44, yeah. whatever, around there, guys. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate the play that, hey, you know, I'm just trying to do some good in the world. Like, he's, he's literally repeatedly said, you know, with his, with his visions with Tesla, with SpaceX, and now with Twitter, he's got his eyes on. I mean, he feel I, I genuinely feel like he's just trying to make things better. He's trying to make a better mousetrap repeatedly. No, I think he is. I think he, he also values that freedom of speech is probably the one thing that most countries don't have in the world. Oh, my gosh. To the extent that we have. I mean, dude, we can actively protest and make fun of and mock a sitting president. A lot of people don't realize that Elon Musk is not originally an American. He is originally from Africa. He is South African. He was born and raised there. And his family migrated when he was pretty old to, I think, Canada. And then now here. So he's not like he's like, he understands that other countries don't have these rules and these, you know, special privileges. Isn't it funny though, man? And we, we've mentioned this a couple times, but time and time again, there are so many examples of non-American, I don't want to mean that, non I didn't mean non-Americans, I meant non-immigrants. Thank you. Immigrants, non-born Americans, yeah. right? So immigrants. Yeah. That take advantage of every opportunity that America has to offer to where people that are born here, they almost get complacent. They get a little yeah, used to the fact that, oh, this is America. I can truly do and say whatever the hell I want. To where others, they value it that much more. They still do whatever the hell and say they want, and I love it, mm-hmm. but they just do it with a little bit more respect. They do it with a little bit more intentional, a little bit more strategic thought behind it, right? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it's I always try to, like, get it down to, like, the closest proximity. It's like a household, you know, and... Whenever there's a family that has maybe more money, you kind of don't understand what that means. Yep. And, you know, I think everybody understands when <clears throat> a wealthy family does well in four, maybe three generations, that family won't be doing too well anymore, whether from a mental health standpoint or from a financial standpoint. Either one of those are going to be lacking because, unfortunately, you don't understand the work that had to be put in. And people, immigrants, they come in here, and to your point, they want to protect. Like Elon's trying to, he's like, I'm going to protect this. This is like a, a gym mm-hmm. that his family found and it's allowed him to be very successful. He's like, I want to help other people become successful. Yeah. And freedom of speech is probably the number one way to make sure that this stays there, which is awesome. <coughs> Pretty cool. Pretty you want to cool. have something else? So obviously, you know, present state, the, the board did reject the offer, right? Yep. You know, it's funny. Do you know who's advising Twitter? And by Twitter, I mean the board. Do you know what? Entity is advising them. Goldman Sachs. Did you know that? I'm sorry, I didn't want to steal that from you. No, I, I was going to guess actually a different company. So Goldman Sachs is actually advising Twitter on this. And you know something really ironic about that? I looked this up. Because, you know, obviously Goldman Sachs, along with every other Wall Street guy, they have their opinions on various stocks and buy, sell, hold, mm-hmm. et cetera, you know, target price. Yeah. Everyone's got. 
So just for argument's sake, let's just call Twitter at $44 a share right now. Yeah. I, I, it's plus or minus a couple bucks of that. What do you think Goldman Sachs has as either buy, sell, or hold? And what do you have? What do you oh, think they no. have as their target price for Twitter? Their target price is like fifty-one dollars. Their target price is thirty, <gasps> and they have a hard sell on Twitter. <laughs> they think Twitter is massively so. Their overvalued. Their analyst that provided that recommendation is straight up lying. They're doing some type of social justice warrior shit. Yeah, right isn't now. that crazy, man? No. <laughs> I, I was trying to give them a benefit. Goldman of Sachs currently has a sell rating and a target price of thirty dollars on Twitter. Jared, you know this better than me. Walk people through exactly what that means. So basically, what that means, ma'am, is look. I'm going to tell you what they intend for it to mean, and then I'm going to tell you what I actually think it means. Yeah, you know, but what is Goldman Sachs when they say, "Hey, buy, sell, hold"? Okay, what so, does that all mean? Okay, good, good question. So basically, whenever they think a stock is overvalued, whenever they think it's been too played up in the media, because obviously there's a lot of external pressures that inflate or deflate a stock price. That cryptocurrency, thank you, thing right prime now. example. They will put a a sell price on it. Say, hey guys, basically the GameStop, the whole meme stock shit. Bingo. Sell, sell, sell. Right. This is risky stuff. So right now, Twitter is probably about 30% over that sell price, or that target price, I'm sorry. So that's why they it earned the right of sell. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to go into a little bit lukewarm hold. Hey, you know, the CEO, the, these visionaries, they're on to some pretty cool shit. They haven't yet delivered. Maybe they kind of missed a couple quarters, but I think, it's, I think it's appropriately priced. So don't do anything. Don't buy more shares. Don't sell your shares. The books match the value. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay. We're, 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 we're neutral. Right. And then we're going to go with the buy. This is, you know, they, they maybe just made a key higher. Maybe they are actually on par for like a record-breaking quarter, maybe a record-breaking year, et cetera. It's like, hey, guys, this is massively undervalued. Buy, buy, buy. Now, what I think, I think it's almost a little clickbaity. I mean, I just shared a stat with you the other day. Guys, three hedge funds beat the S&P 500. So I personally am not a big believer in these individuals just, you know, thinking that buy, sell, buy, sell, you know, all these different metrics. Yes, of course, there are metrics. There are different measurables. There are different statistics and calculations that, you know, can make you make a reasonably educated guess. Yeah. But I'm sorry where the smart money continuously day in and day out is and challenge Warren Buffett to his million dollar challenge for over 10 years. Whole market. Buy and hold index funds. Yeah. Only three hedge funds. And mind you, I'd be curious to see with all the fees, et cetera, and commissions that you had to pay on those hedge funds. I'd be curious to see post money, but it's sexy to be in a hedge fund. It's sexy to be an actively traded, but how many hedge funds are there? Let's just say there's a thousand. That's conservative. Exactly. Okay. Thousand. Three. Three beat, how, three how, beat me at investing in a Vanguard S&P 500. That's less fund. than 1%, right? So <clears throat> at least 1% is going to be lucky. Because randomly choosing things, you're going to be somewhat lucky. Actually, yeah. that's lower than me lucky. Yeah. So it's actually harder, hard to be lucky. But it's that. sexy to tell your buddies yeah. at your country club what hedge fund you just invested in. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so yeah, so I like to share those isn't details. Thirty-dollar target price, and they currently have an active sell, and they were advising Twitter for almost twice, twice the amount. They're advising Twitter. <clears throat> Is that really it. acting in a fiduciary capacity well, for their shareholders? Here's why I think there might be some outside influence, and this is where we're getting into some of our kind of opinions, almost conspiracies, almost a little bit. That's a little bit of conspiracy there. That why is why is Goldman Sachs doing that? Because they would make a big amount of money in a, in a takeover, right? Because if they are the actual, uh, not br- I guess they would be the broker, maybe 
in that instance. I don't know if how the so relationship is. All I heard was advisor. I didn't hear broker. Okay. I mean, the largest current holder right now is Vanguard. They just outbought Elon. Now Vanguard owns just over 10%. Elon owes around 9%. Oh, I, like I, I literally as of today, oh. Vanguard just upped Elon. Because Elon why? prior to today. Why would they do that? Oh, you know why? Because they want to be on part of the ride if Elon makes the deal. I think so. Okay. I think Vanguard is doing right by their investors, truthfully. Okay. So here's a little, little bit of a conspiracy here that I was kind of thinking through is. What rabbit hole are you about to take me down, man? Uh-oh. You just messed me up with this whole Vanguard thing. Oh, all right. I didn't say that. Scratch that. I know. No, no, it didn't. We mess, can, we it, can edit it, it out. It messed up my train of thought. Oh. Um. So we were talking about. Oh my god, dude. Okay, I'm gonna start a different train of thought here that I already was kind of notating here. Um, but I wanted to mention a little bit about uh, Elon Musk. Did you know that he was the, he's the largest, he has the largest following out of any CEO on Twitter? Oh, I did not know that. So not only is he the largest owner up until your Vanguard mess up here yep. to me, but he's also <laughs> the largest followed CEO. I guess CEOs don't have a large following. A lot of influencers do and a lot of, you know, uh, I guess movie stars and movie stuff. Stars, yeah. But Elon Musk is essentially a movie star or a... He's a movie star without being in a movie. I know. And yeah. he's a... Actually, I think he's been in a couple movies kind of like a little, little cameo. Yeah, yeah, okay. But 80 million followers on Twitter, which is a hefty number. So the funny thing is, is like he kind of has like a Twitter power. Like he is a power user. And I think most people can kind of shout out to say, man, I, you know, he's funny. He's made some funny little memes. He's gotten a lot of trouble on Twitter, right? Remember a couple years ago when he Whoa. decided to do a little SEC taking manipulation. Tesla? That was about, I think three or four years ago. Well, I'm taking Tesla private. He said I had fun secured and yeah. that was a lie. <laughs> he did not. Well, because we now he actually does because now I think we're in the proof of funds. I think Bank of America and Barclays. He's got like four or five other vendors. Because, you know. Vendors, other <laughs> investors. Because people, you know, it, it's so funny whenever you, you know, Google Elon Musk net worth, $270 billion. The, the common person thinks yeah. that, oh, they just got $270 billion in their checking account. I wanted to go actually through this. This is actually so, because I got in a little bit of an argument with somebody at the airport last week about this. You got in an argument? <clears throat> it was actually very productive. Because I thought, I don't know, again, she might have thought it was an argument. But I just said argument because I think we had two different opinions. Got it. And unfortunately, when you have two people have different opinions, the most e the easiest way to describe that is an argument, a de debate. Yeah. But then it starts saying, like, what, I, what I would you, you call it? I'm just messing with you. But anyways, uh, I'm at the airport bar. I'm delayed. And so this, this lady sitting next to me. Were she's you Chicago? Yeah, yeah. And she's chatting with me because she, she, I looked at the book that she was reading and I was like, I asked her a couple questions about it because I was interested actually in her book. Um, it was about like, uh, I think it was called The Apothecary huh. of uh, Marijuana and huh. Mushrooms. Because Apothecary is like a natural yeah, medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll ask you questions about that. And interesting. Interesting about it. Okay. Did you refer to our earlier podcast? I didn't get there yet. Did you say you're a microdosing guy? <laughs> I'm not all of our <laughs> listeners, but Jerry believes I am because I'm just a happy guy. But uh, so I get into this whole someone. She's like, well, you know, some, somehow we get to the conversation about Elon Musk and this Twitter conversation. She's like, well, you know, 
He's oh, got and it. it was brand new then. Exactly, okay. right? And so somehow you get there because that's just headline news. It just ends up in the conversation. And so she said something about how absurd it is that he has $200 billion. Did you correct her and say 270 is that how much he really is? He's not worth his 270. <laughs> so you, you should have corrected her. Maybe she, she's a 200 and yeah, something. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Oh my God, I didn't even know it was 270 right now. Yeah, it's crazy. It is absurd. But so what I said is, is uh, I was like, well, you know, that's his net worth, but he doesn't have any of that money. Like he doesn't have any. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, that's just like paper money. Like it, it doesn't, it's just like, hey, how much is your house worth? And I asked her, how much is your house worth? Like you live in Chicago, you, you probably have a nice house. You know, it, fortunately, it's probably a very expensive house, and it may not be the nicest because expensive prices. She's like, "Well, it's like a six hundred and fifty thousand dollars house." I'm like, "Do you have that money?" No. I was like, "Exactly, exact same situation. Your house is valued at a certain amount." Now, some people have mortgages. I was saying now the net worth would be obviously minus the liability of it. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. She was older, so um, there's actually probably a good amount of net worth there because the liability yeah. was probably quite a bit written down. You would hope. Actually, I think so with this lady specifically. So, and hey, ma'am, if you're listening, because I did share my podcast with you, of course. <clears throat> I'm shouting out to you, of course. We gotta make t-shirts. Yeah. So, um, I walked her through that, and, and she's like, I guess I've never thought about that. I've never thought how billionaires don't actually have any of that money. And so I actually went down the rabbit hole, based on that conversation that I had with her, to find out how much money does actually Elon have to buy Twitter. And you mean... How much money in liquid cash? Bingo. In his bank account. So actually, let's take one step back before we get down there, because okay. I'm sure you're about to share the stat, if you could find it. I'd be really curious if you could find an accurate stat. But what would happen? So obviously, guys, a, large, too, a large majority of his money is tied in Tesla stock. Mm-hmm. Cody, what would happen if you are the largest shareholder by a magnitude of 10 to the stock if you just started unloading all of it? What would happen? Tesla stock would go down. And every single share that I sold after that would be worth less. So let's say I want to sell $20 billion in stock. Well, that would take, I don't, I can't do quick math here. Yeah, yeah, of course. But let's say it takes 1 million units, 1 million shares, mm-hmm. right? They'd be way less than that. But for argument's sake, yeah. let's call it. Yeah. So let's say it would take 1 million shares. Well, the first share, yes, I could sell it at current price market. Well, the first thousand shares. Yeah. And then after that, that, what would happen is there would be a run on shares and everybody would start selling. And by the end, my last share would be selling for $32. Now, you know what would be interesting, man? And I don't know if this exists, like a a what-if scenario. How much money, gun to his head, how much liquid cash could Elon Musk get in a week? So I have how much he has access to. It's not liquid. It's not like in his checking account. Mm Mm-hmm. But Forbes estimated already, estimated, that's, that's hard, mm-hmm. at how much money he could uh, essentially say, hey, I'm going to buy Tesla tomorrow. Here's my cash in a, in a, in a, bag, a, bag, of, a bag of money. Like if he showed up like a mobster, which, hey, man, honestly, this guy, he could do it. He would be the only, only CEO, I think, in America that would show up with a bag of money. <laughs> imagine, imagine doing that, just walking into the board. And say, hey, man, here is the $53 billion. Go pay all your shareholders. Peace out. I'm taking over. That would be, I don't know if you can carry that much money. But anyways, um, that would be pretty gangster. He, so uh, he, they said $3 billion. 
I think that's. I don't think he has three billion dollars. We had we've like, had this conversation. We've had this debate. I know. I don't think, and we both agreed. We actually found out it's way less than that. I, I know, but but guy, I get it. But let's put this because three billion dollars is very difficult to quantify. Really quantify. Really get your head around. I mean, you and I. Yeah. I mean, I, that'd be cool one day, but I, I don't foresee you and I making a billion dollars. Speak for yourself, buddy. I don't see myself making a billion dollars. Okay. I don't because because the sacrifices you need to make to make a billion dollars, yeah. I'm not willing to do. Yeah. I enjoy our personal relationship outside of this podcast. I enjoy many of my I friends can. and wife, of course. I'm not willing. I know I am not willing to make the sacrifice to make a to be a billionaire. This is a one hour a week. You can't do it for like three years and we're gonna be there. Joe Rogan is not a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, I know but <laughs> you know we're way so, bigger. So anyways, we will be way bigger. But uh so let's let's quantify this. So let's say, for argument's sake, oh, yeah. you have a hundred thousand dollar portfolio net worth, all of your equities, all of your um, the equity built in your house, your stocks, et cetera. Right, hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's respectable shit. Yeah. Do you think it'd be a reasonable, reasonable assumption that you would have a thousand dollars in liquid cash, one percent of your net worth? Yeah. So why the hell isn't I, I mean? Do, one percent of your net worth is is reasonable. Yeah, because a thousand dollars is usable. At a certain point, and we this is where our disagreement comes, of course. And I think you're you're citing on the idea that three billion dollars is accessible for Elon. Just because, from a sheer percentage standpoint. Again, <clears throat> and guys, li- listeners, we're on kind of a little bit of a tangent here. A lot of a tangent, but yeah. I like it's it. fine. No, I think this makes sense because I think a lot of people actually are on your side on this one. Yeah, they're on the right side. It makes sense. Uh, Jared is in the belief that billionaires have uh, a credit card or, or actually a debit card. They have a debit card that has a billion dollars in value. They can swipe it uh, a billion times uh, for a dollar. For a Big Mac, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. And I am in the camp, the, the camp of 99% of, I guess, all analysts that say... No, it is unproductive to keep your money. Oh, I agree. But what I'm saying is I think it's reasonable to have 1% in your checking account. Not when 1% is a billion dollars. Because a billion dollars is, there's nothing you can buy for a billion dollars. How much did you say Elon has? 270 billion. So he'd actually have 2.7 billion. No, but how much did you just say as his checking account? 3 billion. That's 1%. That is crazy. No, no. Damn it. They didn't say his checking account. They said the ability to purchase Twitter with his own money without selling any shares. So I don't know what that means. It was very weird. Oh, that's a weird word. Exactly. So it didn't mean liquid cash. It said ability to to buy Twitter from his own funds without selling Tesla shares. So I don't know if there's... Assuming an outside portfolio, maybe? Well, I think what it is is that they were trying to say that he he could get a loan... And leverage some of his personal shares at SpaceX and and uh, and Tesla because he's already yeah, but how done can that. He leverage? He's already done that. Shares on an only publicly traded company though. On SpaceX, he could do that. Just put them up as collateral almost to a bank. Uh huh. Yeah, he did that with Tesla for a long time, and he still has a lot of his. I think he has like eighty billion dollars of his Tesla stock in collateral currently that he cannot sell. Hmm. And he's done this, right? I'm not aware of that one. Yeah. But anyways, so, so, guys, what I'm trying to say is that he doesn't have the money by himself to buy Twitter. No. I think at, at general terms, and what me and Jared are trying to get to, is that he actually can't do it himself. So he has to go out, and I think we're going to get to our next point here. Raise money. He's got to go raise money, which he just did recently. 
which means to the I know S- I know uh, BFA and Barclays are the big boys. Exactly. What he did is he said, hey, guys, my big banking guys, my big loan guys that I've given you guys a lot of money over the years. A lot you of interest, a lot, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> You've helped me out. I've helped you out. You guys ready to lock arms because I need $20 billion from you and I need $20 billion from you and we're going to buy Twitter together and then I promise you X amount of ROI, pretty much ROI. And so he did that. About two days ago, I think, and he's I think confirmed he just it. secured it. Yeah, and he just secured because it because you have to show the proof of funds. And he did that with the SEC, which means that his now offer is 100 percent legitimate. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you kind of walk people through what happens when you are able to now show that your offer is legitimate. What's the next step? Because it's I mean, kind of exciting for me to kind of go through this because I, I kind of learned a little bit more about this. I forgot about some of this from when I was in school. I mean, the board now has a decision, right? A, a, an economical and a non-economical non-economical decision and if the board and you know what's really interesting Ooh, is the i believe all of the board members to include jack dorsey the original founder in mm-hmm. x ceo or is he current ceo uh, no he's gone now he's just a board member okay just a board member because i know what they, they obviously he was the ceo and founder and they kicked him off like they jobs him yeah. then they brought him back and yeah now he's but, really gone <laughs> got it no single board. I don't know. No, actually, I think I think all board members. I couldn't remember if it was collectively or individually. Don't know more than two percent. Dorsey's Dorsey, the original founder, is two percent. Okay, so maybe it's no one board member owns more than two percent. Well, the, I think most of the board members are like less than point zero 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 one. Okay, so maybe maybe it was around that. Yeah, two so. percent though. Let's just say it's very small amount. Like Elon's so, at nine percent. So, so now the board has a has a tough decision. But you know what's even funny is Jack Dorsey. You know, again, the founder of. Twitter, a sitting board member has been quoted saying the dysfunction of Twitter is because of its board. And he also said that Twitter is always for sale. And he, oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. He's, he's been saying that for years. It's Twitter is always for sale. Oh, he's been looking. Twitter, he's been saying this for, at least, I think like at least five or six years. Jack Dorsey has been on record numerous times saying Twitter's always for sale. I did not know this. Oh yeah. And you'll be better, be even funnier if he's ever like, I don't know. It's hashtag. No, no. Uh, at symbol. Uh-huh. Is it, which one means like, hey, I'm going to, uh, I think it's at symbol. So your at symbol is your hem- handle and then your yeah. hashtag is like your searchable. Yeah. So what at- if he's ever like said at symbol Elon? Twitter's always been for sale. <laughs> at symbol Elon. This is a horrible way to say that though. At symbol? Like, come on now. I know. At Elon. But I did not know that D- Dorsey was always saying that. Dude, he, he has been on record saying Twitter's always for sale. Because he's always been looking for a little bit of a payout probably. He's been waiting for it. I mean, why the hell not? Yeah, especially if he's been getting kicked off and stuff on the board. Them, yeah. So one thing that was interesting is that Elon was going to be on the board. And but a little bit of a difference a, of opinion there. there. Well, there's a little clause on the board there that you cannot own more, more than, than 14%. 14.9%. Oh. Yeah. And so Elon probably looked at it and says, guys, um, I'm not going to sign on unless you get rid of that. I was like, not all. You guys are... You got The management yeah. was dysfunctional. The, the management was poor. Yeah. They, they just believe in... To Elon's opinion, at least, they don't believe in the right way to run Twitter. So he saw that and said, okay, well, I can't be part of your board because my long-term goal is to change a lot of this. So he's going to provide now a legitimate bid with real finance. Now he's backed it. So the board now will have the ability to make a decision. And what I found out, I didn't know this. And, you know, it kind of was in the back of my head. I learned it at one point. You probably will remember this too. <clears throat> and you can elaborate if, if I'm yeah, messing course. up on this. But 
they will, let's say they decline. Let's say, hey, I'm going to give you 10, 15% more than the current share price, which means all your shareholders make 10 extra bucks that they didn't even realize. Per share. Yeah. That could be a lot of money for somebody, whether they own one share or thousands of shares. Well, that's why I think it's so wrong that they're not really thinking economically or fiduciarily. That's wrong. If they don't do that, that board is doing something. But what they're doing is that they're playing the non-economics card because, again, they're playing like cancel a, culture, social justice like, warriors. They're playing the public opinion card. They right believe now. they're on high ground. Yeah, and unfortunately, when you're on high ground, it depends on where the high ground is. And I think free speech is always going to be higher ground. I mean, is it though? It so it should I, not no no not oh. should oh is it? Oh, interesting. Okay, we'll get to that next. Okay, final. That will be our final little debate. I yeah, like man, because because we have. Numerous, <laughs> numerous occasions right now where it's, it's not you're always. celebrated for, for censoring people. That's true. We'll get to that one last. Yeah, let's go. So they say no. So what is Elon's next step? Which is called a tender, tender. offer. Not tender as in He's swiping swipe left. right on oh, I love every that there, single buddy. shareholder, baby. I love that. <laughs> How much money you want? So guess what? He goes and he says, hey guys, um, I would like to buy your shares. I will buy your shares for $53 right now. Sell them to somebody else for more than 50. No one says that. Okay. Well, guess what? Here's $53. Mm -hmm. There are very rare shareholders that will not say yes to that. Guys, just to put that in in real terms. So it's going to be about a 20% gain Mm -hmm. of the current stock price. And again, just to normalize that a little bit, a reasonable, a good rate of return per year is about six to 8%. And yeah. So he, the, the shareholder, he or she could automatically get, Say three years of return overnight. Yeah. Not yeah. to mention how long they've been holding Twitter. Yeah. Right. They've already gained some. And now he's like, hey, I'm going to give you a, a bunch of money for your guys' stuff that you may or may not even care if you hold it anymore. You can go take my $53 and go buy something else, or you can rebuy into me. I don't care. I guess he can't rebuy into Twitter. Say, yeah, because he's trying to break it. Yeah. Okay. But that's, a, that's an interesting thing. So instead of working through the board to sell the entire company, he can actually do it through the shareholders, and the shareholders can essentially agree to this tender offer. And again, shareholders are part owners in the company, guys. Let's remind remember exactly. that. Exactly. And this is guys, this is literally me, Jared, a lot of people. Lil Susie and Billy down the street that could own Twitter. It's only fifty-four, I'm sorry, forty-four dollars a share. It's a accessible stock. Oh, yes. If you have 50 bucks in your pocket right now, you could own one Twitter share and you could be making $53 tomorrow when Elon yeah. buys this, right? It is huge. So um, I didn't I didn't actually, I, I kind of remember this, but I, it was not like front of memory. What about you? Bro, this is, not a, this is not like a foundational part of investing. Like this is, this is kind so of rare. This is fun. Like they should make a freaking short series on this. This is funny. Uh, it's a hostile takeover, guys. It sounds so scary. In the hostile takeover, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe what 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 coins the term or what deserve, is deserved of the term hostile takeover is whenever an outside investor makes an offer that the board doesn't approve. Uh, correct? Uh, yes. Correct. I, I believe that's the defining yeah. moment of a hostile yeah. takeover. Yeah, it's essentially, and it doesn't have to be the board. A lot of times it's actually the management team. Because the management team has so much power a lot of times in some of these big companies. Right. And they kind of say, guys, this isn't going to be good for the company's future. And the board usually agrees because usually the chairman in a lot of cases is also the CEO. Yeah, and they, they little, little, get a nice little golden parachute on exactly. the way out. Exactly. And so a lot of times, you know, the board and the management team are kind of intertwined a little bit. And so 
<clears throat> a lot of times they won't really play nice with an outside investor. In this case, they're not playing nice, even though they are getting a good offer. Uh, I, I think a fair, a fair offer, if not better than fair. Oh, the, he's paying a premium. Yeah. Like, that's what was so funny about that. <clears throat> he was all big and bad. And, you know, like, hey, you know, 53.40 a share, best and final offer. Let's make this deal. Yeah. And then the board is balking. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, now tender. Right? <laughs> he's like, oh, so that wasn't your best. You know? I, I just think, I think the art of the deal, it doesn't matter if you're selling a pin or a business. It's so fascinating to me how, how people work the different nuances of the deal, man. I, I, I love studying individuals on that. The art of the deal. Yeah. Shenzhou Tin. Art. Taoism. Oh, I think it's a, uh, a book. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know how to pronounce the Chinese author. Should have asked you two beers ago. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Might have got the, the name backwards there. Um, But <clears throat> I think that's interesting. Um, Let's talk about... You were going to talk about one more subject about whether freedom of speech should be valued at this or if it is if it shouldn't be this big of a deal. Should should Elon be should Elon be even worried about what Twitter is doing? You said that that is kind of like I think the crux of this entire thing. Well, why it's so popular in the media and then why Elon's like, "Hey man, this is a big deal to me. Like I yeah, I build I build battery cars." Like, you know, he builds little RC cars. Let's be honest. Like, he builds cars that run on batteries. Mm-hmm. And the other cool thing he does is he does build rocket ships. ships. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. But he's like, you know what? Let's get into this little thing where people like to argue a bunch, yell at each other a bunch, and they can only use the 160 characters to do it. Yep. Do you think he wants to get into this because he likes, like, more headaches? No, no. Honestly, I do feel like Elon Musk is truly intrinsically motivated to do what he feels is right. Now, I, I intentionally wanted to emphasize that what he feels is right. Necessarily isn't right. I mean, let's take Tesla, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, there, there's more of a carbon footprint in a the creation of the car yeah. than my entire lifespan. Hell, your entire lifespan of your truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's just a fact. Those are undeniable facts. But it, it appears like, oh my gosh, if you drive a Tesla, you're trying to save the world. Yeah. Right. And then this whole Mars thing, right? I do think that's pretty cool. I, I can't really think of a downfall. I mean, he's been able to do it for a tenth, uh, a tenth of the time that NASA's been able to, and probably a tenth of the budget, honestly. Yeah, I think the SpaceX thing is like we're going to put things in, in orbit around the the U.S. Like, not yeah. the US around the world, no matter <laughs> what. Um, he's just the best at doing it. Like he is the best at doing it. So he's so, giving more opportunities. So, in that. my opinion, as far as what he thinks is right. Oh. I, I promise you, Elon Musk has clearly done more than two, th- one thing right. But I'm talking big picture items. So like what he's known for is Tesla and SpaceX. Yeah, I would personally say he's one for two. Well, I still, I still think Tesla. Like I know you're saying that you know the, the footprint of it. I think if I was gonna if I was gonna buy a battery car, which battery car would I be buying? Oh, you'd be buying a Tesla. Well, there's other options. So who? Yeah, did the there's best? what? There's Lucid. There's the little Chevy Bolt. There's yeah. the Ford Lightning. So which one did it best? Tesla by far. Like they I mean Lucid's trying to make a splash. Second word there, trying. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like no, he I, did I, do it right. I, I get it, but what problem did he solve? Cuz the the layman would say you're trying point. to reduce the carbon footprint by buying electric. True. So what problem did you solve? <clears throat> I don't think you solved the problem with the electric car in the present state. Well, yeah, yeah, no I got what you're saying. Um 
I, and I, I completely agree with like the the idea that hey, electric cars do not actually fix the carbon issue that people believe. No, because they don't, the, and that's a a falsehood. Like, hey, I don't have a gas car because I believe I care about. That's I, that's not an opinion, by the way. That is, that is a fact. Fact, right? It takes a lot of mining. And every single mile to get that Tesla car to your house is all on gas vehicles. And there's a lot of carbon built into those cars to build them, right? Guys, fabrics, yeah. plastics, all that stuff is all carbon stuff. So great. It's not, the idea there is not, hey, I'm, I'm building a car. I get it. People buy those cars because they do think that they're making an impact on the environment. But if I'm buying a car because it's a nice car, I'm going to say that he did a pretty good job. Oh, okay. You so you're trying to position it as a luxury brand. Yeah. Okay, he did a good job. That's fine. Or just but a they nice have car. not been positioned as a luxury brand. They've no. been positioned as saving the world. Well, that's why they get in the HOV <laughs> lane. Yeah. Right? Well, I think we got rid of that now in Arizona, didn't we? Uh, I don't know. I'm not up to speed. I thought I thought that was like a little special Tesla privilege. I think they got rid of that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But what I was trying to but say But at is, one point, they were allowed to ride yes. in the HOV lane, and yeah. the HOV lane was intended to carpool. Uh-huh. So therefore, one could make a reasonable assumption the government is under the thought process that, oh, clearly they reduced the carbon footprint. Yes. That's that's a, a pretty sound, logical path that I went down. 100%. Right? 100%. And I, so, I, and I would say you failed at reducing the carbon footprint. You made a kick-ass car. Hell, I want one. Honestly. Yeah. I want one. I think they're badass. They are cool. And I would say that what, what Elon said is, that, guys, I'm not going to make an electric car that nobody wants to buy. No, that's lame. But what I am going to do, I'm going to make an electric car that has a ludicrous mode. Because guess what? No one knows what ludicrous mode is, but they want ludicrous mode. Well, and, you know, uh, bulletproof windows too. Exactly. Like, people want the cool stuff because he says, guess what, guys? I just did it. Like, I can do it. No one else can. People want those things. He's making a very, very exciting idea. And in, in the future, at some point, when... Energy is created maybe via nuclear, and I can charge my battery in my car via nuclear or my sun panel or whatever it is. It makes sense. So maybe long run, he might, he might be five steps ahead of me and Jared. And he, he's probably 50, honestly. Yeah, I, Realize, I mean, this yeah. guy... Twitter purchase, maybe already, right? He's probably already thinking about it. But there are some people... There are some people that you and I have met are like, damn, okay, they, they had their stuff together. A little alien ash, a little alien... Movie. And there are some people like, oh my gosh. Yeah. There are some people that are playing chess when I'm playing checkers, and there are some people playing a game that I didn't even fucking know the rules of Go. while I'm playing checkers. Yeah. yeah. And I truly do think Elon is that level. Now, granted, he works 18 hours a day. Like, his work ethic... Unreal. ...far surpasses anyone I've ever met. And that's why I get a little worried when people try to belittle his decision to buy Twitter. I am, I'm, I'm thinking about people that maybe... <clears throat> sorry, guys. You're listening and you're this person that are sleeping in their mom's basement on Twitter saying that Elon should not be able to buy Twitter because he's a racist. He should not. When the fuck did he become? Minus. I know. Minus. Honestly, I equate this to almost the Trump presidency. Yeah. When did Donald Trump in his entire life ever become a racist? And when has Elon ever been associated with um, misogynistic comments or racism or you know, bigotry. It just, it what? Just, Are these just the three buzzwords that you throw and then you're just automatically right? Is that what this has become? You know, I read something the other day and I forget, I think it was um, on Newsweek or maybe it was CNBC and they said that one of the common problems with conversations between the left and the right in America is that when one group doesn't 
want to follow the logical path of the other, they will default to what they feel comfortable with. And apparently, I don't remember exactly how it was on the right, but on the left, they fall back to racism, sexism, things like that. And they essentially say, well, you know what? I can't follow your logic, but it sounds like you are yep. racist. Maybe you're, maybe you're sexist at some point. So I think what happened is, is uh, Elon, and guys, this is complicated stuff. Like, like I said, me and Jared have no idea how this whole no. hostile takeover stuff works. No. So guess what? <laughs> this is complicated for us. It's probably complicated for 50% of Americans because we're right in the middle. Yeah. So guess what? It's complicated for our half of America to understand. Let's go with 49%. I'll, I'll give myself 51%. Okay. I'm feeling, I'm feeling big today. Okay. You got two beers in you? <laughs> I'm a little, a little smarter than half of America. I'm right at half. Um, but it's a little complicated. Yeah. So guess what? If I don't understand why he's taking it over or, I, or whatever it may be, well, maybe he's racist because he's doing. He's trying to take over Twitter for all of the racist. And I'm like, what? Yeah. If, if you don't understand it, if you don't necessarily initially, initially agree with it, oh, it's got to oh, He's a bigot. What? No, he's racist. <laughs> Against who? The funny thing hell, is, hell, the board, the board of Twitter is all a bunch of white guys. Who the hell is he racist against? I know, and he's actually an immigrant. <laughs> yeah, like he's an immigrant, and I'm guessing he'd probably bring in a new board that might be more diverse. And the funny thing is, is like he's always trying to do is allow everybody an equal stand to talk to each other. He doesn't want anybody to have a. Larger microphone. He wants the damn algorithm to be open source, t- just to allow you and I to Google what the hell is being on our feed. That's a point of contention. You want to change the revenue model of Twitter. That way, you, these ads just aren't poisoning and further dividing. You know, and he also went on this talk track in this, in this most recent TED talk of like TED Twenty Two, I believe. Yeah, up in Vancouver. And it was something to the effect of, you know, it was about the whole Dave Chappelle. It was about comedians. Oh, was it really? And he, okay, I lied. It was not about that. There was a, a small segment of that. Thank you for correcting me there. And it was something to the effect of where, you know, if we're going to continue to cancel culture and cancel out comedians, you know, are we just going to leave the world with hatred? We, we can't have a little humor? Oh, that's so smart of him. And, you know, he's not exactly like a, um, he's not a great speaker. Oh, he has Asperger's. He, he said that, right? Yeah. And so he, he, you could tell that he's out of place on stage, but I think he cares so much that he puts himself in uncomfortable positions. Most people don't do that, right? Dude, you, you know what's really funny? Is you and I, we were just talking, I think it was a beer ago, maybe two beers ago. I, and again, I don't want to speak for you, but I know in my heart of hearts right now, I am not willing to make the sacrifice. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I'm not willing to make the sacrifices to become a billionaire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not willing to do it. No, it's, it's extreme. Much less a multi-billionaire. Much less a $270 billion person, no, man, no. At this, for me. No, it, I'm not willing no, to do that. No. And so this, this man, Elon Musk, at $270 billion, when is enough enough? He doesn't have it in him. So he selflessly wanted to buy a platform. Yeah. And that's what I always admire because I, I guarantee 99.99999% of people, once they get to a billion dollars, fuck it. Why work? Why challenge myself? Why put myself out there? Why ever be vulnerable again? I'm a billionaire. I got a few money. And 
I'm always, I'm always, I'm not, I, I I'm truly not, admire. I'm trying to push back a little bit. Just to, no, I'll, I'll, I'll ride that one hard. We well, need another beer then if you're going to push on that one. Well, I'm just going to push back just to make sure we're clarified on this because I don't want people to think, well, they have a billion dollars just to go spend in their checking account. Nope. They have a billion dollars in assets that are doing what they're allowing people to work. They've created companies or they've created, they've invested in companies that are creating jobs. Mm-hmm. So like Elon, all of his, all of his worth is because he's created very valuable things mm-hmm. that employ people. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure like, like how you said it is like, Oh, I got a billion dollars. I'm just going to go home and go sit on my ass. Even though you might be a billionaire in net worth, it, you may, like to Elon's point, he doesn't actually have a bunch of money in the bank to go sit on his ass, but unless he goes and sells everything. Yeah, but you could. You could. You could. Yeah, but he won't have a billion dollars at the end of the day when he starts selling. He might only end up with say two hundred and fifty million. I know, guys. I know that sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, but when are we talking about one percent of the? Yeah, or point one percent? I think. But what happens there is, is that like it's it's just challenging. I, Those people get into a position where they have a lot of people that they're getting held responsible to. He's got probably tens of thousands of employees, plus I'm gonna say maybe a hundred thousand people because of their families mm-hmm. that depend on him to do right on them. Right? Just like Jeff Bezos. Hundreds of thousands of people, right? Their their children, their kids, all these people depend on him to have a, an organization, a structure built. So a lot of people kind of mis, uh, misrepresent some of these people to say, oh, they, they're just one person and they only have, you know, they have all this money. They're not doing anything good with it. Oh, my God. They created a structure for people to become middle class, upper middle class, rising to the top. Yeah. So I just, I, I'm not trying to push back, but I just want to make sure that it's not <clears throat> evil sounding. I, I get it. But my, my thing is, is I always have a, a true fond admiration of people that have eclipsed a, a Noteworthy net worth of let's say excess oh, yeah. of a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Like that is a crazy amount of money. Uh-huh. Yeah. And whenever you continue climbing, you continue trying to push limits, you continue making yourself vulnerable, you continue literally pissing people off doing the right thing in your mind. Mm-hmm. I always have a I always have a fond admiration for them because I was like, man, you, you don't have to work. You don't have to do oh, this. I see what you're saying. That's what I'm getting at. That's where I'm like, man, maybe. Maybe he is actually is truly intrinsically motivated to do something good. I mean, you don't need this. You don't need this to add to your portfolio. You are clearly one of the greatest innovators of all time. You're a great disruptor. Yeah. You don't need this. I see what you're saying. The risk That's reward what I'm starts to shift to more risk. The reward, there's little, there's marginal reward. If any. Like at a certain point, people just can't spend money. Exactly. So you're saying the reward is zero. The risk is insurmountable. Mm-hmm. He's being called a bunch of words that he's never been in his life. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's like, wait a minute here. <clears throat> Is this worth it? I get what you're saying. I, I apologize. Yeah. I didn't know where you're going there. <clears throat> so right now he has no reward. It, it, what would be the reason to invest in Tesla or uh, in Twitter? Purely or, because or he thinks it's, it's wrong <clears throat> and, and he is just wanting to make it right because he has the platform, he has the ability, he has the means, he has the connections, the network, et cetera, to make it right in his belief. And that's what I admire. Good, bad, or different, you can't deny a man who has self-identified himself with having Asperger's yeah. Clearly uncomfortable in social situations. And he's about to buy a social media company. I know, right? And he's so good on Twitter, too. He's so <laughs> good on Twitter. Let's be honest, guys. Everybody listening, you guys, there's a reason he's got 80 million followers. People want a little funniness from a CEO. Like, CEOs are so stuffy I and know. sticky. Ugh. 
Yeah. And he's like, guys, guess what? Thinking about uh, selling Tesla or whatever it is. Taking a photo. 420. Imagine that. And he has a photo of him smoking weed for the very first time ever. Like, come on. Or, what? I, oh my God. On Joe Rogan? No, no, no. Oh. The next te- Twitter board meeting is going to be lit. <laughs> he posts a photo of himself. I didn't hear that. He, smoking weed. Well, you know what's so funny is he uh, just he, he, he got a like SNL or some some podcast some yeah, somewhere yeah. we was videoed because clearly everyone knows that he smoked weed with Joe. Oh Morgan. yeah, and ever since then he's like, oh well, all Elon Musk does is smoke weed. He goes, guys, I've literally only smoked weed that one time with Joe Rogan, and now, and now oh, that's all I ever I'm a do. Pothead. I'm a pothead now. I'm a pothead. <laughs> How funny. He's like, wow, I didn't know that was always going to be a pothead. Uh, Potheads only smoke weed one time. Um, okay, he's wrapping this thing up, dude. Uh. What do you think? Do you think taking Tesla or taking Tesla, taking Twitter, the TT is hard. Taking Twitter uh, private by Elon, is it better or worse? Yeah, I actually think it's better simply because whenever you take it private, it it eliminates you from having to think of the external pressures, the quarterly pressures of appeasing your shareholders, of appeasing your, your stockholders, right? So I actually appreciate whenever people can take it private. Now, granted... Um, you know, with Tesla, for example, Elon literally needed the money. So what do you yeah. do? You right. give away some Probably. of your company. Probably. You put it for sale, essentially. Yeah. Part of it. So whenever you have the means, whenever you have the ability, because it's almost a conflict of interest whenever you have to take something private. Because there are decisions that are eight quarters long that you need to make, right? But you only get one quarter. In a publicly traded company, because yeah. people expect their returns, people expect that big spike upon their quarterly earnings statement that the yeah. SEC is going to be filed with, right? So, I actually like whatever a company has the means and the ability to be taken private, because I feel like you're really in it for the long term. Because you can be, because you don't have anyone else to answer to. Well, you have a finite amount of people. You have, you know, a handful of people to answer to. Interesting. I I wasn't thinking of it that way. Okay. Well, what was your take? So you're thinking that it's better for the company. I think it's better for the platform yeah. because you can make investments. You can make slow moves. You can do the right strategic moves rather than pe- people are instantaneous, man. They, they want it done yesterday. Honestly, and, yeah, yeah. And, and this type of, this type of dysfunction, according to their founder, it's not going to be solved overnight. You know, no. you just absolve everyone from their, their, their current title, their current role, their current responsibility. Uh, it's going to take time to, to find people, man. So, that's that's my take on. It. I actually actually am for private purely because it allows the the long term aspect to be taken into account. Okay, I like that. What's um, your take? I'm in on it too. I um, I, I like him becoming either a majority uh, owner. So I wouldn't mind if they somehow hash because he's right now at nine percent. He is technically a majority right, shareholder. Vanguard is made up of millions of people. Yeah, so he's still a majority shareholder, but he doesn't have any like management power. I don't think he, like I think they've listened to him, but I don't think they are. Are they legally abided to actually listen to him at nine percent? I don't think they are. I don't think so, right? But I think at I fifty, I think at once he's at fifty-one percent, they would have to. Okay, right? Do you not agree? Even I would assume public, even at fifty-one percent at a publicly owned company, I think they do. Right? This is why Google has two different types of share lines. This is why Alphabet was such an important move by them. Right, the owners there still have complete, actual, definitive. Control. I think that the two different kinds of shares are kind of messed up. I think like so the too. preferred stock yeah. and yeah, A stock, B stock, all that bullshit. Yeah. Like, I think it's yeah, that's a whole different conversation. I know. 
So I think I think whether he does it private or if he does a majority owner type of situation where he just says, hey, guys, I'm just going to buy another 40%. Like, okay, screw you guys. If you don't want to, if you don't allow me to buy everything at a surplus of 20% and make everybody more money, I'll just keep on buying shares until I get to 51%. And then you kind of have to listen to me. And I actually save money, which is weird to think about. He saves money if he's at 51%. He only spends $20 billion, not $43 billion. Now, of course, not right, 43 or 53 is not really his money, but <clears throat> he can keep on doing that for the next couple of years, which I don't think a lot of people don't realize. Like at 9%, like he's already like almost like a quarter of the way there, if not like a third of the way there. And then they really have to start listening to him. Every single like another 9% he does. So that 9% is a big deal. So I don't mind either one of those routes. The private way, I do like what you're saying. Like it does feel like it doesn't take longer. And even if he is a public company, I think some of the things he's going to do is going to take a long time. So mm-hmm. I didn't think about what you were thinking there because it, you're right. It's probably going to be a two-year endeavor to ramp it back down mm-hmm. and then ramp it back up. But no matter what, I think having him involved with the management team and changing the culture to understand that free speech is essential is the only way to make Twitter a better value mm-hmm. to America. Agreed. That's what I'm trying to get to. I, I don't really mind the way he gets there or how any person, honestly, that cares about free speech gets there. Like I think Twitter right now is, uh, honestly, social media in general is a bit of a problem where they are stifling free speech. And people that might have uh, good ideas but are not part of the mainstream, maybe, uh, ideas, um, that becomes a problem. So one, one just real quick off the top of my head that I wanted to kind of think through, and we can finish up after this, but like uh, the, uh, during COVID, a lot of people push back on the lab leak theory in uh, China. Wuhan, yeah. Yeah, Wuhan. <clears throat> Twitter said, you're not allowed to talk about this. I if know. you say this, it's gone. I know. Tomorrow. That's wrong. And if you do it a couple times, you're banned forever. Like, come on, guys. Like, who cares what people say? Like, that's just a theory. It's not an idea. It's not like you're you're hurting anybody by kind of talking through if this is a possibility. Right. So, again, I don't care if he does it the private way. I don't care if he does it with some type of uh, additional uh, public purchasing. There needs to be a change at Twitter. Twitter uh, needs to be... An advocate for free speech. Needs to be disrupted again. Yeah. yeah, it was a disruptor in the beginning. It was. And the funny thing, we didn't really talk about Jack Dorsey, but he's like a free speech advocate. How do you think that worked? How do you think he, he got lost, like? He went public and lost control. And the board just is able to like say <laughs> no. It was the same reason my jobs got fired. Wait, once you go public and have to do the whole SEC filing, board of directors, like you lose control of your baby that you created. You know, Mark Zuckerberg. Still has complete like power at Facebook. Oh, I didn't know that. Even though he only owns like ten percent, he owns because like, of his shares. His fifty-one percent of uh, voting power, or something like that. Yeah, I think it's so weird the classification of shares and voting rights. He did something really weird. Remember in, in that movie? Yeah, he got like really like messed up. Like everyone gets mad at him, but it's actually inter- interesting because like he's like guys. I'm only going to stay with the company if I have control because I'm the this one. This is my freaking it's company. A vision. It's a vision. Kiss my ass. <laughs> I just think it's so funny, though. Okay. All right, guys. Um, 
This is a complicated one. This was a very complicated one. This actually was uh, just from an organic conversation that Cody and I have been having. And of course, it's been a hot topic in the news. So this did not come up from a listener. But um, give us a follow at Sick Pack Discussions. And uh, let us know what you think. If, Of course, you know, if we missed any glaring points or maybe if we missed the ball on an interpretation of a point that's been made or, or maybe outdated information, now give us a little break. Give us a two-week break. Um, but, yeah. If this releases and it's already been purchased, sorry, Elon. We're probably not going to release it. <laughs> Later. Bye. Bye.